sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! Ladies and gentlemen, it's the world's number one sports. Whoa. It's the oh, wor- new, new theme music? It's the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. And I'm going to give you guys a taste right now before it drops of the first single off my project. That's right. I'm finally dropping a compilation album in 2021. And this is the lead single. This is for real. This isn't a joke. This is real music right here, SGG. This isn't your Thanksgiving. I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it, too. It's Flea Lord and Stove God Cooks. It's called Marcus Smart. See what you think. I don't know why it's starting that way. Let's get it right. There we go. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. I like this beat right here. Uh-huh. I do, too. I do, too. Top down, letting the sun end of the one tenth. Chopper in hands that'll make a lung spin. Cruising up the coast, yeah, they using us the most. Takeover's complete, I'm using music just to blow. Uh. Violent fools, straight up all masters in my talent pool. Nonchalant attitude. Bouncing around in Malibu. Legends happening. By the way, this is. This is Flea Lord. He's who coined the term raccoons that Dip loves to use all the time. Like I'm Nick Fury. Now here's Stove God Cooks. All right, that's all you get, SGG. What do you think? Oh man, real hip hop, hip hop. That's the real. That's the real, right? It is. It is the real hip hop. It is. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's it's a beloved tune around here in my house, at least. By the way, uh, a lot of people may have seen the the big Instagram uh, girlfriend reveal over the weekend. I saw that too. I was like, "Oh, you saw that, huh?" I did. I did. I did. Pleasant, pleasant surprise over here. I did not anticipate the the. I, listen, my brother made fun of me. He was like, "Well, you posted. What, what were you thinking?" I think Ebro right. said the same thing. But I didn't. I <laughs> right. didn't anticipate that much. You know, and also Instagram does this thing where once they start seeing you're getting good feedback, they bump they it up it on out. everyone's yeah. feed. I'm getting likes from people who haven't liked a thing of mine in years. Right. Now, granted, she's a beautiful, amazing human, so I'm glad that it garnered that, but I just didn't expect it. So, especially because it's social media too. So, like, they want the social part. 
yeah, hate definitely uh, gets more more looks than the likes. So then, when you see something, all of a sudden is all likes. You're like, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still had to go through and delete comments because people are just general d bags. But for the most part, it was really loving. Exactly, nice. I was gonna say. I bet it was less less deletions than a usual post no. yeah you know it's a fair point it was mostly when you consider <laughs> yeah. the percent there were over a thousand comments i had to delete like 10 so that, that's right. that's that's pretty good whereas usually it'd be like a thousand comments and then the what you have to delete is so overwhelming you're just like this is just going to be a hate post just Na- like natalie hold on before you leave come meet at come meet stack guy greg on the podcast this is real life do you want to meet stack guy greg hey there. oh my goodness <laughs> nice to meet you i'm not looking my I best hold on hold on on your headphones, you can hear him. Here we go, SGG. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. I'm not looking my best, but I see we're wearing I the mean, color for literally... 2021. <laughs> gray is gray is the color for 2021. I was told. That's right. We're matching. I just um. Well, Natalie, before you leave, why don't you tell the Cheap Heat Podcast and mm-hmm. SGG something that you either really like or don't like in wrestling right now on either on any show, WWE or AEW. AEW's preferred, but any any show. Well, because he, he's a hater. Go ahead. What you're an AEW hater? Is that what it is? I am. Yeah, I, I am. Natalie's I Natalie's a big fan. I mean, uh, they're kind of doing it a little bit better, and I'm. All right. Listen. Well, now you've gone too far. Now I got to take the mic back. <laughs> Chill out. They're doing fine, not better. Right, right, they're- right, right. They're doing really well. <laughs> that's that's fair. I All right, uh, that's enough. That, that was your first. Go. There we go. I think she wants some fans, though. She won a lot of fans. Bye, yeah. Nice to meet you. Bye, nice now. Meet you. She she won a lot of fans. I'm um, convinced. No, she did, especially AEW fans. She, we were just we were just catching up and skimming through AEW, and I will tell you, you even you can't hate the snow gimmick for Sting looks fire. It does. That mean, why has that not been like used it, before? Like it look, it's 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 fire. It's a snowstorm every time he comes out. It's it sounds silly saying it. It looks silly the first couple of times, but them committing to it is what makes it more and more mage every time. Like, no, this is a thing. Like, this wasn't just for like the winter is coming. Right. No. Ex- oh, the, yeah. Because that is well. That's probably what happened. They probably used it for that, and then just thought this looks hard. Yeah. But the, the I love it. And then like yesterday, a flake got on the lens, and you realize it's like oh, those are they're creating snow. Actual snow. Yeah. It's actually yeah. pretty. It's it's pretty cool. Um. So SGG, uh, a, a lot of that's a lot of outside of wrestling uh, information. What I imagine the biggest news outside the ring you have is our WrestleMania update. It is, which is I I enjoyed the video too that they put out. It was like a little comedy sketch with uh, some of our favorites performing as characters. Uh, John Cena was Hugh Can't See Me. Um, Triple H was Henry E. Panky, Hanky Panky, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Who was Sasha Banks again? I forget what she was. I forget what her name was. Uh, the, the, I, the only part I didn't particularly like, it, weird place, in my opinion, to use Roman and Heyman. Just yeah. like, let them Roman be heels. Like no, they, no sold it. Yeah, you're going to have him there, no selling it. Just don't bother. Yeah. Let him be a heel. Let him. He's they a bad guy, had, guys. Yeah, they should have had like straight character work from everybody. But, well, um, and, and that, by the way, that does get to my point, though, that I always get frustrated about, about like the slight hanging on to Roman not being a full bad guy. 
Like, don't use him for those announcements. He's a bad yeah. guy. He does. He doesn't need to be like. <gasps> now, listen. They had him no sell it. At least it would be real. I, I would have been tight this week if they had him like come out to WrestleMania. Yeah, Sonny McCloud. I think it was. His, <laughs> yeah, that like, that would have been terrible. And they didn't do that. They had him no sell it. But I would just rather. Uh, I just didn't need it. But I thought the Cena appearance was great. Yeah, I got I excited did too. to see him. I did too, and um, I was looking forward to a Philly Mania these in these coming years. But this is a hard lineup too, though. Tampa, then Dallas, then Hollywood. Because, I mean, I I know Dallas is a spread out city, and some people didn't like that mania, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I found it to be sort of walkable, like the sights. I think I ran into you and Shoemaker walking down the street. You were looking for, a, I think, a Hall of Fame outfit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We did see each other on the <laughs> and street. I turned the corner. And you, you I like there. Dallas. I'll, I'll be excited to go back to Dallas. Um, Same. And, you know, listen, it's annoying the L.A. thing is so delayed, but it gives us something to look forward to. But the the big news is, and I don't even know if, I know this got picked up that Stephanie mentioned it, but Triple H came on the K show this week and outright said the plan is fans at Raymond James Stadium this year. Nice. So that Which is going to be another two-night event. Yeah, and it's a two-night event with fans. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, me too. I don't know if I'm gonna be there, but I'm definitely excited to watch and see what it looks like. Well, they and they they um he made a really good point when asked about it. He was like, "Well, we're gonna watch the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks <laughs> and see how that goes mm-hmm. because it's at Raymond James Stadium." Yeah, and more importantly, see how it looks too. Like if it just looks weird, I'm sure they're not gonna gonna sacrifice the aesthetic for it. Yeah, the more important thing is just getting in the building and be able to do the cool stuff that they want to do and making sure that their guys are safe than like having something that just looks weird because they want people there. Um, well, I, but I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be able to do it safely. Like Raymond James Stadium is so big that it's hard for me for me to imagine that you couldn't do ten thousand. It holds 60, I think, or 65. Well, I know at NXT what they've been doing is like they have like some pods around the front that they have people in. So they could probably do that and then do like virtual going up. It's just about how how they get it to look. Because, I I mean, they, they, they have their own unique look and feel with all these shows. And like every mania, that's as much of a part of it. Like even with last year's, right, as as good as the show was in ring, it just didn't have the look of it and that's why the standout matches were were the cinematic ones just because they got to go completely completely yeah but look at but look at it like but look at it like this it won't look like the thunderdome which even though the thunderdome has been a huge upgrade i mean who's not ready for a break and a different look right which they could have gave us with the baseball stadium but they went back to i know and again i thought they should have taken advantage of that I'm, i'm particularly interested to see they could have used the dugout. They could have done. And they've done been doing some interviews in the dugout. Have you seen that? Like on digital. I have, yeah. Like, but when I walked out the other, last time I was there, I walked away from the Thunderdome and I saw the cameras were all set up in the dugout. There's everyone, the dugouts were people sitting in there working in the dugouts. And I'm like, this is cool. This, this could be cool. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you someone, if you were to ask them, are you excited that there will be fans at WrestleMania? I know this is the answer you'd get. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't have to hear that pipe dead crowd noise. <laughs> a thousand percent. Not only that, I mean, you know he's going to try to go. 
Zipperstein hasn't left Los Angeles. Oh no, I think he drove. He drove and visited his parents at one point. Besides that, he's been. Right? Yeah. Besides that, he's been in L.A. the whole time. But if you were to ask Dip, are you ready to go? A thousand percent. So um, I'm I'm excited. I hope they can figure out a way to do it safely. I mean, it's a it's a crazy time because the virus is worse than ever, and people are also doing events with people more than ever. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I think it's possible to do both. Um, I don't think outdoor, s- safely distanced events are, are are going to be the reason that it continues to spread. But I guess we'll see. I guess we're going to find out based on these bowl games that have happened. They've been doing socially distant football games the whole season. Mm-hmm. Which has, that, hasn't really worked too much for college football. But like, No, but in the pros, they've done it. Yeah. I, I, we don't know, though. Like I don't think there are statistics on if there have been spreads. Like we, we haven't heard anything like after Sturgis, where it was like Sturgis supposedly ended up like leading to like thousands of cases and deaths. No, it was like hundreds of thousands of cases, and, right? <laughs> and thousands like thousands of, death. of deaths. Yeah, that. So, but we haven't heard that around the other stuff. But that doesn't mean it's not happening either. So, you know, listen, we've talked about this a million times. At this point, nine months in, and by the way, kudos to us. We have not spent a lot of time talking about COVID over the last several months. So we've allowed everyone to kind of get away and just live here in the podcast. But when you talk about COVID, I do think we've gotten to a point where you can figure out how you can operate safely. Like mm-hmm. I, I travel once a month for work. I have uh, driven to Maryland to see my parents. Last time I wouldn't see, see them inside without a mask. But um, I took a road trip driving over the holidays. You know, there to me, there are ways that you can be both incredibly diligent and move around. I think everyone looks at it like you're either completely diligent and you don't leave your house or you're just out here loose. reckless. <laughs> yeah. And I think there is this middle ground that a lot of people who have to travel for work are doing, which is like, no, when I'm traveling, I'm dead serious. But then I get to a place, I take a test and I give it my best shot. And, yeah, and I think most people are in that middle ground, too, because I think, you know, in the early months, it was just like when we didn't know what was going on. And we still sort of don't know what's going on. But I think everybody has a comfort level with what they're willing to do. and where Right. The line exactly You're exactly is. right, because then it's just more about what do people get mad at you for saying? Because are they mm-hmm. really living it? Like at right. this point, are you really never leaving your house and not doing anything? Like at some exactly. point, everyone started to be like, I go to the grocery store. I do this like we had to. And I, you know, I am far from a covid denier. I would say I'm, I'm, I'm more a neighbor shamer than I am a covid denier. But at a certain <laughs> point, we were all like, oh, well, it's been five months. I got to get groceries. I got to go buy a gift. I got to go do this. I'm going to see someone on the roof. I'm going to do whatever I, I need to do. And you even take a look at the Drew McIntyre situation who was out again this week. Um, I guess he'll probably be back next week, assuming he's all as well. And I think it is. I think he was doing media um drew didn't we didn't hear of a rash some big outbreak at the wwe yeah no drew, he's drew just, got that from his life because yeah. i'm guessing if he got it in the building he's not the only positive we would have heard about i'm guessing drew just got that unfortunately living life yeah which. and they've done a pretty good job within that building at both companies um frankly they've done a pretty good job speaking of doing a pretty good job Man, I got to show love to the way AEW is handling Luke Harper's son. Yeah. I mean, yo, it's just one of those amazing things where, like, 
they they brought him into the storyline now and now he's like a character and it's this amazing thing when he's out there the entire audience all over the world is playing along because the whole thing's already play along anyway yeah but everyone's just going like even more suspension of disbelief to play along with this because everyone loves Luke Harper and loves seeing this kid do it. On top of that, this kid happens to be obviously a natural born wrestler and talent. And he's clearly a stud, but it's, I I don't know. I don't know how you felt this week when I saw them come out and he cut the promo and they did his birthday. I'm just like, I love that. They didn't forget it the next week. I love that. They're just staying with it. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you on that. And I do hope just to add, because you said it all so, so really well, I just hoped that he actually got some cake. You know what, SGG? How fast did you worry about that? Oh, like immediately. I forget who it was on commentary. I think it was um, it was Shivani that was very worried about the cake. And and for as much as Shivani's induced a lot of eye rolls when I watch AEW, this time me and him were here. Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, yeah, no, the this cake, is, please. This is when you go from SGG to Fat Guy Greg. Exactly. Only one. Cons- was, he was FGG, and that's the only concern. I was very worried about that cake, and then when it got destroyed, I was just like, "All right, well, well hopefully they have another cake for our hopefully guy." Hopefully that was a that was the, that was the prop, and the real is is backstage. Um, you know, I thought that was um, I thought that was a really cool moment. SGG, anything else besides the mania announcements? The mania announcements was the big thing dominating the outside the ring. So we can get right into the week. Um, was, did, was I crazy, or did Dipperstein text the group this morning and say he liked Raw? Was that him? That was him, and I, I, I mean, I don't know how to take that. I feel like we're living in this. I don't know. I don't feel it's a bizarro world, or is it just like we just are in a world where me and Dip are rarely going to be on the same page? Because, oh, because I did you not didn't like, like Raw. Raw. I did not. See, and where is Dip right now? We, we <laughs> need not. Him. I did not. I, I think Raw had some moments that were fine, some beats that were fine, but like the overall show, it did drag on. Like I really enjoyed that AJ ricochet match. I think those two, when everyone loved the finish for that. Yeah. The fin, the finish for that was, was amazing. Um, the match itself was great, but the, had that been done before, by the way, I don't think so. I, I'd never seen that. Like I'd never seen that finish for style clash. And, and like, the funny thing about it is ricochet ricocheted off the ropes into his to his demise, <laughs> which I thought was was no. great. I like AJ as the gatekeeper of the Rumble, like yeah, he declared himself, but then everybody else that wants to declare themselves needs to go through him, and um, so far nobody has. And and Alexa Bliss and Oscar, I liked I like that like the ramping up of of Alexa Bliss, like she's becoming. Not the fiend, but a fiend in her own right. She's a, she's fiend to Jace. Yeah, she is fiend to Jace, and I a like how they they're making her more powerful. Like they're leaning into this, even without Bray. But um, you know, the Randy promo about how compassion brought about his downfall. I didn't. I didn't really need. No, it. I like. The I'll, mask, be, I'll be real. But, I didn't like the man. I didn't. The, the whole. The whole. I'm not. I'm not super into the whole fire thing right now. And that it's like he's now yeah. like this burn victim. I, I don't know. It just seems it's just like. It's like instead of going hardcore fighting, whenever there's an attempt to do something edgy, it's like, let's just go completely into fantasy land. Yeah. You know, not with the exception of. um, Well, then you have Roman beating the hell out of KO, but he just continues to get up no matter what. So then you have that where Roman actually nearly kills the man twice, 
and he's on talking smack 10 minutes later telling you about how he feels yeah so no, he needs to be like stretch it out and kept off a little bit and well and, 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 that. and that, that gets to the worst news of the week in my opinion yeah i mean i i was very excited about the adam pierce thing i talked about this last week i i thought adam pierce was fresh I thought that, okay, I didn't initially understand where the Adam Pierce thing came from or what we were doing, but now we're here, and okay, I'm interested. And then everyone got excited about an Adam Pierce match with Roman Reigns, and he bails to be replaced by, wait for it, Kevin Owens again. Yeah. So, so now was... what are you going to do? Kevin Owens going to win all of a sudden, SGG? No, I don't think so. I, th- I thought this was the perfect time for because, I mean, I try to let them tell the story and then critique what they've told. That's the way you should instead do. Of like, You're instead of me. like, you know, going at it bit by bit and then second guess the whole way. But on this one, I just have to like, I have to make this the exception to that rule and say that, you know, while I don't mind a good card subject to change, because usually we get something great out of it. I feel like that was the moment to hit Shinsuke Nakamura's music if he was going to pull the bait and switch, like if they had to instead of Kevin Owens, or, you know, if it had to be Kevin Owens, then he wins at the last pay-per-view and then Roman takes it back at the steel cage. So that way we get a rubber match instead of the Kevin Owens has a death, witch match, because he's not gonna, he's not going to get past the chop. Like I don't see it this close to mania. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand now you're right. And by the way, I, I hear the complaints from people and, you know that we 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 fantasy book too much or or whatever that's what well that's what i like to do so i'm just sorry about that but um yeah you're just gonna have to live with it in this case now listen maybe there'll be another twist and the card being subject to change changes again but if that happens i would imagine it's because they just got a lot of backlash because people really wanted to see pierce more than kevin owens yeah um but yeah that was a that was a disappointing that was a disappointing moment. Oh my gosh, guess what? A thousand he's percent. Here. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Do you hear how Jewish you sound in that clip? I always sound Jewish. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I, 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 he's accepting his fate. I am. That's why your first biography is going to be called uh, Sighing and Schmying, the Brian Dipperstein story. That's right. I really think that I, I am the last Schmeyer right now in L.A. Is that true, that you're the last person Schmeying around Los Angeles? I think I'm the final Schmeyer. I'm the last Schmeyer. Like the last the last uh, angriest man in Brooklyn, I'm the last Schmeyer in L.A. Yeah, because most people are not sh- are not Schmeying. We, I, I mentioned to the world earlier that you were very happy about the news that there will be fans in one way or another at WrestleMania. I'm, I will be there come hell or high water. <laughs> a thousand percent. That's right. <laughs> I know. And we will, we will feast on mediocre bar food right. and uh, we now, will go and go. Yeah, no, we can do, I would imagine that Tampa in April, you can do the outdoor going and going of the cinch. <laughs> oh, you can yeah, be outdoor constantly. So. I will tell you one thing about Tampa, though, and this is important for everyone to know. I was going to Orlando once a month. I went, what, five times, something like that. Orlando, the mask game, serious. Everyone was on it. I got to Tampa, 
and it was the Wild West confirmed. <laughs> Oh yeah, people are shooting guns in the air. It's it's like uh, and guns you know. with no mask. They're shooting their guns. They're wearing zero mask. It was it's so and the, the downtown main street in in Tampa where people go out. I forget what it's called, but there's like this street. It flooded it, lunatics. It, it fills up at night. I it is it's it looks like a storming of the Capitol of Jays. It is people packed wanna, up a storm. People won't even go get their mail in L.A. <laughs> exactly. They won't walk down to the mailbox, um, which I understand because of what's going on here, of course. But no, so Tampa, hopefully with new leadership, we start to see changes in in these places, at least somewhat. But I mean, I mind my business. I was only in Tampa once, so let me see what it looks like Rumble weekend. But the last time I was there, I was going up to everyone in WWE, and I'm like, did you notice the mask change from Orlando to Tampa? And everyone was like, oh, yeah, it is. You travel an hour, and it is a different feeling altogether which is bizarre um all i know is i will be there one thousand percent now going going i mean to the the extent that i can go and go now dip if (laughs) if they do if they were to have an all-out mask ban in tampa you're not even allowed to wear a mask would you still go to wrestlemania a thousand percent yeah I, I wonder would. what what the vibe is going to be. What the restrictions? You know the vibes. I I don't know the vibe. That's what I'm asking. What are the vibes? <laughs> I know we have no idea what the vibes will be. We have it, no- it, it'll hit much different than any other WrestleMania confirmed. And and, and but I'll but I know that uh, on the hotel I'll be spending more raccoons than ever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, speaking of which, guess who made an appearance earlier on the podcast? Dip. White dog? White dog's owner. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And Natalie came in. She showed up for one second. She put over AEW and left. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. You sent a, a text earlier saying that you enjoyed Raw this week. I did. And SGG, of course, guess what? Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. Didn't ha- didn't hate it, just didn't love it as much. Oh my gosh, we got to look at the, look at where Dip is frozen. Look how look how Dipper's yeah. in that face is. Oh my god, I gotta get a picture. Don't disappear, Dip. Dip has been frozen in Zoom, and he is stuck in the most classic Dipperstein look of confusion. Well, we we're about to find out from Dip why he liked Raw. So tell us first, SGG. Why did you not like it? Um, like I said, the the. The story stuff that they did was was not fun. And even the in-ring action I thought was lacking. It was really just a two-match show. Um, three moments in the show. But, like, even Miz TV with a Gilbert. You didn't like the Gilbert. I loved Gilbert. Oh, you loved it. Even Miz TV with Gilbert and the Drew McIntyre impersonator. Which you loved. Like, I loved the Drew McIntyre impersonator. I thought it was hilarious. He was actually loved, very funny. You got to give. I love the the accent switch. He's like, "No, I'm from New Jersey. You want me to try it again?" Like we could. Oh yeah, I thought that was funny too. I got to tell you I that that was, was actually handled. That was funny. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, but at the same time, it was just like it just didn't feel like a good episode. Like the in ring stuff, the Miss TV segment wasn't. It wasn't your classic Miss TV. It just it just was good. This was just a good episode when i feel like it could have been a lot better and even the charlotte stuff i've been a charlotte defender but the charlotte peyton royce thing this week felt like it dragged on long well you know you know what so listen i 
you guys know, I am all here. I am all here for and have no issue with the Ric Flair storyline with Charlotte. I am all for it. Ric Flair being with Lacey against Charlotte immediately turns that into a WrestleMania-level feud, in my opinion. I just I just want them to take their time a little bit. Didn't it seem like we jumped to that last week? Very like we saw the fracture between Charlotte and Rick. Mm-hmm. But it was like Rick was trying to be a good dad. He was overstepping. Charlotte got annoyed. Now I'm dating Lacey. Yeah, and immediately. And that's like, what immediately. Like they didn't no give us accident. And 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 whereas AEW can take, I think, a little too long. Like there are these stories. I mean, the Hangman Adam Page Dark Order story. It's been nine years for a story that's not that important. So I, and guys, guys, by the way, I understand. I'm impossible to please. Some stories are too fast. Some stories are too slow. This is what we do. But in the yeah. some are just right. Some are just right. And um, for example, the Roman Reigns story has almost always played out pacing wise just right. The MJF Jericho friendship has been slow, but for how the magnitude of it, it's been paced just right. Flair Rick being with Lacey is interesting. It's funny. It, it's kind of ridiculous, but it creates a real drama potentially, and I think elevates Lacey, which is the purpose of having a Ric Flair around. Charlotte doesn't need him to be elevated anymore. He can elevate Lacey, and it, it's compelling. I just felt like overnight he's cheating and then is like, and then we hear it looks like they're together. Yeah, especially when like he completely turned on Charlotte. Like it wasn't an accident that he tripped her up or put Lacey's foot on the bottom ropes. Like he he was fully against his daughter, who granted she did say she didn't need him and banished him from ringside. But like you said, that's slow burn because I mean, I even said this on the podcast that these are the months when. WWE sort of like treads water a little bit and then they um they're biding their time until mania but this was a monday that felt like that which is what i didn't like it felt like they were just like all right we just got to get through this week and then we're one week closer to the rumble and then we can get to the rumble and and then step on the gas and, and you don't want it to feel like that even though we all know that that's what's happening um I'm trying to think if I thought of the show this week as a, I think I'm probably between you guys on how I felt about this episode. Um, what was the main again? It was Alexa Bliss versus Asuka, and Alexa transforms in the middle of the match and just dominates Asuka, which I thought was, I thought the main was great. Again, I thought AJ Ricochet was great, but the rest of it. Oh, I don't know. You know what else? I got another thing for you. I, I I enjoyed the Hurt Business match. I enjoyed seeing the said the way the Cedric thing played out over the course of the whole match. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. I forgot about that. Dipperstein is back. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. He's switching phones. <laughs> thought he was back. Um, There he is. Now he appears to be back. Dipperstein? I'm having major internet issues in Dipperstein Towers. Oh, my God. Are you calling oh, no. someone? for this someone needs to be sued i I don't know this is this is very it's troubling so what 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 did you like about the episode of raw dip you know i i enjoyed 
you know, everything that has to do with Alexa Bliss right now and The Fiend and keeping The Fiend off TV and keeping Alexa Bliss as his mouthpiece and the fireball and all that stuff right now with Randy and what I love it. I love everything about that gimmick and I'm, I'm all in on it. Um, you know, I liked the furthering of the uh, Cedric Alexander storyline that SGG pointed out last week. I thought that that was at least something that is interesting with the Hurt Business. Um, I thought the AJ Ricochet match was very good. Um, you don't think the Rick Lacey thing just kind of happened overnight, the relationship I, part? I, okay, I don't mind. I got to tell you, no, look, the truth, you know how I feel. Nothing is done well, but at least something is done. Okay. So the Rick, so the, the Lacey Evans thing with Ric Flair is like a little bit of a throwback in some capacity and it's mildly entertaining oh, and, I, and I was saying to Greg five minutes ago it it makes Lacey versus Charlotte if they build it right immediately like a Wrestlemania event a level feud isn't it crazy that just something small like that even though it's not well thought out it's not particularly well acted and it's not a true full throttle storyline yet it is something that I now like at least 10% I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it. That I, I got to tell you, SGG, I think that's a very strong argument from Dip. It is, it's true. Doing something, even when not executed perfectly, it did instantly make me go, oh, I'm curious now. When I see Ric Flair pop up on the screen with Lacey, I'm going to watch to hear what they're saying. Yeah, how sure. far will they go with this? How, how may young Mark Henry <laughs> right. will they go with this storyline? And it just it's a storyline. Instead of instead of two people disliking each other and wrestling with no program or, or no story between the two of them, now we have a women's storyline that is compelling in even the the you know the ten percent sense. So I'm happy with what's going on the the this week on Raw. I saw some furthering of something, some interesting things, and I'm I just not entertained in the last ten weeks. Where are, what are your thoughts on Kevin Owens replacing Adam Pierce? I mean. I don't, the whole thing is ridiculous. They need to figure out a, a bigger challenge for Roman. They need to fi- figure out a challenge for Roman that, sound, that feels unique and fun and good. The, the case, like how much longer is KO going to last? When, uh, this I love is... KO, but it, it's not, it's just not, it's not interesting. It's, it's not a great story to me. It doesn't, I don't know. I never loved it. I love Kevin Owens, in, you know, singularly, and I love Roman Reigns right now. But I don't think the two of them just standing in the ring together and wrestling really looks like anything to me. Yeah. And uh, the matches could be good and they could be marathon with false finishes and it could be, you know, there could be something Adam Pierce could get involved in the match in some way and, you know, help KO or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I'm looking for someone new. I'm looking for Daba Kato to come out there and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm not kidding. And just like, challenge Roman as like the new monster the new monster face or something I don't know I'll say this about the the KO Roman thing like it could the in-ring stuff they do together I think is great I love the matches but the stories the story now where it is I think like I told Rosenberg while you were um, dealing with the issues I think Kevin Owens winning the title at TLC one it wouldn't have hurt Roman at all Roman could get it back in the steel cage match and then now you have well, but how would how would how would KO have gotten it? Um, well, it's at, it was at TLC, right? So all he had to do was he doesn't have to pin Roman. You just get the belt from off the top of the ladder. Oh, oh, true, true, true. And then Roman again doesn't have to pin KO. He just has to escape the cage, which he did, 
in super heel fashion to get it back a week later on Friday. And then they both have some credibility going into this Rumble match. But, you know, Kevin Owens just getting beat down every every week, I don't think, gets us where you want to be with that story. Well, and the, and, now, the, and now the flip side of that is, if they do want to surprise us and make it interesting, you're having Kevin Owens beat Roman Reigns six weeks before WrestleMania? Yeah, and what's a, a last man standing match now too? So that means like Roman is like Roman's not gonna get up. <laughs> oh no, sorry, and sorry, we're ten weeks. We're, we're we're ten weeks from WrestleMania, right? Actually, you know, you're you're obsessed with who has the belt. You're obsessed with the belt. You love the titles. He's a big like, title these days, huh? Who me? Yeah. Well, not not necessarily in this case. I don't think the title matters. I think, but I think if you're gonna, the title is the centerpiece of the storyline, right? And like I said, they're they're two sides of the same coin, but just one is very good with it like kevin owens really does want to take care of his family and roman is like evil boss with it and but to, about- but to sgg's point the title here is relevant because wins are relevant ko getting beaten i mean how many times has he lost to roman now we believe he's going to beat him why he lost to roman twice in matches and then when they weren't having matches roman like beat his ass to the another of death t- another like couple times another five times or something yeah i don't know let's move on i mean you know so i i, I will we'll figure out where they go with uh roman what else is happening on smackdown is there anything else on smackdown worth note dipperson no oh. nobody nobody like ding dong hello the, oh. newest, the hottest newest talk show in wrestling that was an absolute abomination i loved it i loved it you loved it i'm not gonna lie i did uh, of course you uh, did. Uh, it's terrible <laughs> i did you love that? I did. It was Bailey acting at her worst in front of a door. There, that was it. Someone came out. Well, she's not trying to win an Emmy. It was Bianca was it? Belair. It was Bianca, Bianca Belair. Belair, who I, you know, how I feel. I'm a big fan. Literally, it was just the two of them arguing in the ring. There was no theme to the to the to the to the show. There was no value in it whatsoever. It, you could they could have just been standing in the ring. It was a joke. Well, it, was, it wasn't going to ever be submitted for any consideration, but I think just Bailey, like, I, listen, I love obnoxious, annoying heel Bailey. I know you do. I, can't I do. Say. And so this, this ding dong hello was all of that. Well, Dipperstein, you. I, With the unearned confidence to think that she Not Not about this specifically, but your takes on Bailey have generally been off the pulse of where most people are. I don't care. I mean, the people. That's why I have on the show. Yeah. People. <laughs> I like that. People. I like who, that. People who know, people who know better than us, literally think Bailey is the best worker in the company. No one does a better week-to-week performance than Bailey in the ring, character building, the whole thing. I mean, people really think highly. You haven't liked the thing she's done basically for two years. I don't but, like anything she's done for the last two years. But I, I like that I dip is waving that person. flag, though. I completely disagree. Well, that's because you I, you also wave the crazy flag at times. So <laughs> now Dip's waving the crazy flag. And I'm not crazy. Ding dong, hello. No, no, she we, comes out. She opens a door, and then the other person argues with her. That's the segment. It was insane. Uh, what is wrong with you it's, people? It's, it's every talk show in the history of wrestling ever, though. No, no, it's not. You yes, it are. Is. No, it's every no, you're saying, show. No, it's, it's di- every talk show since Piper's Pit. You think it's uh, the same as Piper's ever. Pit? I okay. think that it's a talk show. It's the same as Piper's Pit, and I think that it's served to fuel a conflict. Okay, is the same as Piper's Pit and Heartbreak Hotel and Ms. TV and the Kevin Owens show and uh, 
moment of bliss. Uh, let's be honest. The Kevin Owens show is not a thing that really lends itself to much uh, high praise in terms of the creativity about what that is. This no, man but that's all. That's all the talk shows yeah. exist to, to do. Dong, hello. <laughs> yeah, because they all exist to do the same thing. I know for that. a conflict. That's all well, it's for. Some are executed well and some are not. This was not. Every episode of Piper's Pit wasn't a home run. It was just that we like Roddy Piper. Oh, I have the same. I, I celebrate the entire Piper's Pit collection on a weekly basis. <laughs> I have the DVD series, the, the full episodes. Um, all right, Dip, you said you wanted to put over AEW. I was. Yeah. I, I, I watched lo- it again last night. Fully I got, I got to tell you, I think the snow is one of the best things going on in wrestling today. <laughs> I love the snow. Yeah, it's snowing and snowing. It's, it's, oh, yeah. When Sting comes out, it's snowing and snowing. I'm a huge fan. The Young Bucks thing with uh, with um, Don Callis with Don Callis was great. I enjoyed that. Oh, question. Go ahead. Here it comes. So hold on. You're criticizing Bailey's terrible acting and the Young Bucks thing with Don Callis in the house. Wasn't also like poorly acted. It's the most insane argument on earth. This was they were actually talking like human beings, not cartoonish, ridiculous nonsense chatter in a ring where they're screaming crap at each other. They, you think they were? You think the dialogue was actually how people talk? You think that dialogue reflected that actual how conversation? <laughs> yes, it was closer than that. Okay. Okay. All right. I think it was pro. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the Young Bucks, uh, Don Callis segment, in spite of some of the writing. The writing wasn't great, but the concept, the concept, there wasn't probably much writing. No, there probably not. Which, which by the way, talk, which, like by, which might be the problem. Which sometimes is the problem, SGG, but sometimes it's a good thing. Like, there is no denying that AEW is worse at times because they don't have writers or, or the same kind of writing staff. And there's no denying that WWE is worse because it's overwritten. Yeah. So I think, it, I think it, the, this, the middle is really where they need to get to, both of them. Yeah. I think with this Kenny Omega, Don Callis, Young Bucks thing, I think Matt doesn't need a writer. Nick, Don Callis, Kenny Omega absolutely need writers and some direction. Well, Kenny and, Omega and, definitely is. He's not. A, and, he's not. He's needs, he needs writing. And like, for the love of God, Kenny Omega needs a stylist that actually knows how to dress that man. All wrestling needs stylists. No, he, no, he is. Look in, what Adam Pierce wears every week. Kenny oh, is yeah, I most, would be fired. I, no. would, I would be fired from my thing. job if I walked into the office wearing the suits that Adam Pierce. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Interesting. Get out of here. Go home. I change that shirt tie combination. You look like. <laughs> I would also I would also not be caught dead in, in what Adam Pierce wears as somebody who also has to wear suits. But Adam Pierce is not being held up as like a style icon. All the wrestlers who are held up as like stylish icons can actually dress. Miz, Ric Flair, and now you have Kenny Omega being put in that conversation. You love the way Ric Flair dresses now. I not these I, days, but I but actually don't. I don't. I didn't hate Flair's look this past week. I thought it looked good. Ric Flair has good old man swag, but like Ric I Flair, think his, his suits are prime, still pretty good. Rick no Flair one dresses worse than Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, now and his hats—it's uh, it's horrible. What? what is, whoever does the stunt? I know. Are, are they wearing Michael Strahan's clothes? From by, the way, by the way, call our good friend Jacob, who works at Fox and listens to the show. Call Jacob and say I need to talk to you about Terry Bradshaw's outfits. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> you got to hit him I up this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call him again. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Terry Bradshaw looks terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want to add that to our call. What the hell? Now, speaking of business and wrestling, <clears throat> a lot of people reached out about a new home potentially for Cheap Heat. Some people saying go indie, 
And if you're looking to make money, then just make the money on Patreon with bonus episodes. Just keep it completely indie. A gazillion people suggested we join whatever Dan Lebatard does next. I mean, in an obscene amount. Um, talked about Lebatard. I, I think that's very cool. And it's a conversation worth having. Um, but I, I don't personally have a connection with a relationship with Dan Lebatard. It's an interesting thought. Um, and I appreciate the suggestion. And any, <laughs> yeah, Dipperstein is going to look into it. And if you guys want to bomb the Lebatard people and say they need cheap heat wherever they go, feel free. Um, but it's something that we're gonna we're gonna look into um, for a place that that makes sense. But all the general positive support, man. I got one this week. I'm not kidding. Did I D- dip? Did I read it to you on the phone? I did, didn't I? Um, I think we were on the phone when I got it. I, I know. I know I read it to Natalie and I, I, I nearly cried. Not kidding. Literally nearly cried. Hold on. In case you didn't re- hear this SGG. Well, first of all, the most meaningful text I got at first was this. A thousand percent. So to, I, oh, here it is. Here it is. Listen to this. Ryan wrote us. Okay. Hold on. I Ryan seems like he's, he's about to be a great guy. Oh, he's I like him already. No, no, like he's, he's, he is a great guy. Hold on, mailbag drop. Here it is. Triple H jerking the Undertaker off. That's not it. Why is that inherently funny? Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. Mail. Sweet Pete, Statless One, and the Magent Agent. I've been a loyal listener since day one ish. I don't know if he meant like ish or day one ish. And I'll speak for all the peckerheads and with a lifers when I say it doesn't matter where you guys go as long as you guys don't go away. Several things have come and gone in my life, and the one constant has been cheap heat. Since I started listening, I've bought a home, had two daughters, and gotten a few promotions. If I'm being honest, I barely have time to watch the product anymore save the highlights. My memories and cheap heat are the only things keeping me connected to the world of pro wrestling. Sorry if this sounds emotional, but I very much enjoyed being an extended part of the cheap heat family through Greg's ridiculous takes, the Brian C 90s rap era, saying bye to the maker of shoes and everything in between. Cheers to finding a new home soon. And we'll be there right behind you. Ryan in Vegas. I mean, yeah. mensch of the cinch. I mean, is that beautiful. not a beautiful email? That was it's beautiful. <sighs> if this man, if this man told him, told me he was in trouble and needed help, I'd send him raccoons on the spot. Raccoons. I mean, we should read it at the next inauguration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful moment. Um, a lot of people, by the way, sent mail this week. Uh, like I said, mail. How about this? Hey, Peter, dip is awesome. Just want to say good luck with the move for the podcast. Been with you since the maker of shoes days. Love dips take on the undisputed era versus Roman. 100% agree with him. So please pass it on. Keep up the good work. Stay mage. Clearly love that one. (laughs) Kellen writes us. Mail. First and foremost, shout out to that guy. My fellow Philadelphian. Philadelphian to Jay. I'm Philadelphian. I mean, by the way, that is hilarious. I'm the actual one from Philly here. <laughs> Dipperstein is the Philadelphian. SGG is a New Yorker. 
I love Philly. Come on, man. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. York adjacent. It's New York adjacent. I love it. It's a you, real city. You, it, like, is a real it is city. a real city. Confirmed real city. Confirm- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An actual metropolitan. No, no. It is a re- yeah. confirmed oh, yeah. on the short list of real cities. I, I, yeah, I actually, yeah. I really do enjoy a lot about Philly. You're not going to say you like it like New York, though, SGG. You're not going to try to do oh, that. No, no. New York, is, New, York is, New York, I love New York. I love New York. I love Philly. But I don't have to like them like each other. I could like them both. There's enough wow. here. Wait, hold on. Are you unwilling to say that you like New York more than Philly? Every Listen, no other city in the world... There's two cities in the world that I hold uh, up like this: Belize City and New York City. No other cities come close to that top tier. Okay. What B- city? Belize in City. Sec- in the second the tier. <laughs> how did? How did? What city? Belize City. <laughs> Belize. In, like in the Belize. Belize. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like. Yeah. The Belize. Country. Oh yeah. Belize and New York City. Get this man out of here. Get this. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I have done. But yeah, no, Philly is up in that second tier, though, of, of cities that I love and would travel to. All right. Like, I'm just I just want to make sure you're not such a politician that you're calling it split between Philly and New York. I'm just would not, I will not slander Philly. No one should slander Philly. Philly is yes. great, but you are from Harlem. OK, yes, you have I a am. brand to uphold. Bad News Brown is from there. OK, and Canada, but he's from I, there. And, and Booker T and Stevie Ray and Booker T and Stevie Ray are from your block. Can I just say <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. nothing like Beverly Hills. <laughs> this man is a sellout. Yeah. By the way, he loves Big Beverly Hills. Mark. He loves Be- he, the man loves Beverly Hills. Confirmed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I already have a plot picked that I'm being buried there a thousand percent. Is he buried, buried next to Heenan? Is he buried in Beverly Hills? Yeah, I wonder how much time Heenan actually ever spent in Beverly Hills. That's the question I have to find out. All right, so uh, Kellen writes us, hey, Pete and SGG, first and foremost, shout out Sakagai, my fellow Philadelphian. Congratulations on making big moves. I'm beyond grateful for, for you all during this pandemic for giving me some positivity in dark times. I would love to see the new era treated like big free agents in wrestling. Rather than sign with a podcast network right away, take the tour, pop up on the Mass Man Show, Chick Foley, Total F and Marks, etc. Prove to the world that the two of you are the best wrestling podcast hosts on the planet. It would be like AEW working with Impact, except people actually actually listen to these other podcasts. <laughs> Stay mage. <sighs> the people don't That's want like when, like when Steam Punk took the title and didn't go anywhere with it. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, now here's here, uh, people are just so thoughtful. Mail. Brian says, "Hey Peter, longtime listener, while walking my dog and listening to some of the recent most recent episode, started thinking about spaces where cheap heat can exist. Interestingly." Many media conglomerates already have a wrestling podcast. Disney with you guys. Not anymore. Viacom, CBS, Radio.com with Brian Campbell. Spotify with Shoemaker. As I was thinking through possible options for you guys to consider, I landed on the Barstool Group. I imagine that media group's demo is pretty much in line with WWE and AEW. The group already has a pretty substantial collection of popular podcasts. I admittedly don't listen to any of them. And may give Cheap Heat some new listeners. Beyond that... Barstool CEO, Erica Nardini, was recently added to WWE's board of directors. Anyway, this is probably something with which you're already familiar, but I thought I'd pass it along, uh, blah, 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 keep up the good work. First of all, no, Barstool's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> Se- I appreciate you. Let me know. Let me change the order. First so of all, that. I appreciate you. <laughs> Second of all, no. Third of all, they have a podcast of some sort. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I know there is there is some sort of podcast. There. And by the way, all due respect to Shoemaker and the Mass Man Show, it, they don't have Spotify on lock. It, the Ringer is a partner with Spotify, and the podcast is there. 
but there's certainly a lot of places where there'd be room. Um, but yeah, more about Lebatard, Lebatard, Lebatard. Rob sends us a thank you. Mail. Got to thank you and SUG for all the amazing years on ESPN. I've listened to you both constantly from Grantland to the new era to the new new era to the shoot arrow baby and everything else. I'll follow you guys wherever you head next. If you need a recommendation, may I recommend the group uh, of pirates down in Miami led by Dan Lebatard. They do love wrestling of all types. Good luck and stay mate. It's 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 unbelievable. Dip, you got to at least go have the conversation with the Lebatard people. Can you make it happen? Well, all Lebatard. We'll find out what's going on. What a name this guy has. <laughs> the it's name of the cinch, Lebatard. I know. Lebatard. I mean, it's worse than Dipperstein. <laughs> well, there goes our chances. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that was a good run. We had a good run with the Lebatard yeah. show for a while. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think we did some good things there. Um, SGG, do you... um? Do you happen to have Shad Gaspard Black Power rankings? I do. So, so glad. Hey, SGG, have you ever been to Steve Steaks? I have not. It's time for you to go to Steve Steaks. Uh, black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, and I'm black. So wait, where are you having steaks from, SGG? Um, Butcher and Singer, I like steak, their steaks a lot, but I'm going to check out Steve's Steaks. Butcher and it, Singer. Is that a big thing? It's like an actual steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, uh, oh, you're talking about steak steak. Cheese steaks. We're talking, talking about, about cheese steaks, you wild oh, my animal. Che- my cheese steaks. I, I love, uh, there's this place called Sunny's. They got this bacon cheese steak that I think is great. Ishka Bibble's got the chicken cheese steak. I lo- I'm, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Ishka Bibble guys in the business mm-hmm. today. Underrated yeah. galore. Yeah. It, white it, people, right. white really people never mention Ishka Bibbles. White people, uh, Pat's, Jim, Steve, every white name there is. Ishka Bibbles, the chicken cheese steak is a delight. I'm a huge fan. It, it's funny, too, because like when I first moved here, like the recommendations were definitely split along cultural lines. It's, it's, like, an, it's, it's literally a thousand percent. There are two Americas. Yeah, <laughs> maybe three, right? Because uh, there's probably a MAGA steakhouse, steak, cheese steak place as well. But yeah, it, Gino's. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Gino's. So they say. So they say. They say. You know, they say. So they say. They put out a sign in front of the place. No, they like, didn't. They did. Is, they did. Yeah. What was it? It was like five years, ten years. No, ago. I remember there was a, a controversy. Yeah, Gino's is what. What happened after that? Gino's is reported to be the MAGA cheese steak place. And then there are just lots of white ones that are, you know, good. But then, I, and I'm sure there are tons of black ones too. I only know Ishka Bibbles, the one on South Street, a delight. Steve's is low to middle class, like low, like like working class. Oh, like, I love it. It's about Steve's like, Princess like, it's, like, it's like a working class, like lunch place. Oh, it's not like, one. Of, it's not one of the fancy cheesesteak places. You talking about like Steve's Prince of Cheesesteaks? Is that the one you're talking about? I'm, what I'm trying. Yeah, Steve's Prince. Yeah, of oh, I've had, I had. It is. So, their fries yeah, I mean, are. It's like um, it's like a like a real Philly person's place. You know, there's yeah, no yeah. riffraff in there. No riffraff. No lines of you know. Goldstein's place is Jim's. He Jim's loves Jim's. Jim's is good. I haven't made. Sonny's is my place though. Like the the bacon, the bacon is just a, such a simple addition. I've never so, had that. Is that? A, a, would you be shunned, SGG? You, you're pro- you probably sound like a real out of towner saying you like bacon on your cheesesteak, don't you? Or is that a thing? Oh yeah, in Philly, yeah, of they, course, they well, probably kick you out. Well, like, for the Islam and all that. Yeah, yeah what? Get out of here with your free with your freeway adjacent beard, highway gray. Yeah, it's so hard to find bacon in this neighborhood, but I I love it still. I'm I dine on swine. Hold I'm sorry. on, I should Come give up. I should give SGG special music this week. 
for when he for when he does the um, black power rankings because he is we we know him now as Highway Greg, not Freeway Highway. So here you go. All right, go ahead, SUJ. In at number three is a is a tie between Private Party and Top Flight because okay. I actually did enjoy the in-ring action on that six-man tag. Um, I watched AEW this week at the behest of Dipperstein, and I actually did enjoy the six-man tag with the Hey. Private Party and Top Flight being featured alongside formerly Evan Bourne, uh, Matt Seidel. Oh, look at you. Matt look Hardy. at you. You jumped in for one now, episode and you found things you liked. What do you know? I, I found things I disliked too, but this is not This is not for we that. We already this knew that you found things you disliked. This is not for that. This is for what we love, and I'm going to give them in at number three. And at number two, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. Because mm. listen, Dipperstein didn't like it, but I actually did enjoy uh, "Ding Dong Hello," and I think that Bianca Belair was the perfect straight man to the obnoxious, annoying, overly confident Bailey. If you guys I, couldn't I, tell, I did not watch this sketch yet. That's why I was letting you guys fight. I thought it was. I thought she was the fantastic host. Um. I think she will be a fantastic host. I'm looking forward to to more episodes. And when you watch the sketch too, I mean, she has theme music. She has really? an actual set. Really? It, it was, it was, I enjoyed it a lot. Hold and um, Bianca Belair is coming in number two because of her work helping to carry that. Hold on. I think we can put your money. We can. And then. In hold on. Let's, let's hold on SUG. Let's put your money where your mouth is for a second. Okay. Let's go. Let's, let's check it I mean? out. Yeah. Uh, I'm amused by the door. <laughs> Her outfit is incredible. Yeah, yeah, thank you. She's dressed like Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes, she is. Uh, and, and a better host, by the way. How dare you? That's SJR. She's better than Ellen. Okay, by the way. They are forcing in the pop culture references these days at an all yeah. time. It's it's like it's like there's a memo. What is trending right this second? All right, let me keep going. Had my eye on for quite some time. She's known as the EST of WWE. So it's only fitting that she is my first G U E S T. Yes, T. Yes. I mean that She's was my great. First guest, Bianca. I predict this being on every morning in the near future. So that's how good. Now, while Bianca Belair comes to the ring, just because her theme song made me think of Sasha's theme song for a second, there is no bigger sellout in wrestling than Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yo, Snoop's brand when it comes to wrestling is trash, yo. He, yo, Snoop, come on, man. All the bags you've got with WWE over the years, you're doing Cody's theme song now? Yeah. He's all in the theme song, AEW. I'm like, yo, my man, there's no brand loyalty whatsoever. Like, 
I listen, Snoop, we know does every commercial offered. I mean, which I was going to say, he's he's sort of a sellout and just period. Like if you if the bag is big enough, he will do it. It's sort of like the definition of sellout. Now, but that term's gone now. See, this is the crazy thing. Hip hop has become so money driven that I got like called to the to task because I said when Travis Scott did his deal with McDonald's, I was like, isn't McDonald's a bit much like? Yeah. And people were like, what? You're just hating. It's fire. Who wouldn't do a deal with McDonald's? I was like, yo, in the era I'm from in hip hop, if you did a deal with McDonald's, people would just be like, you are a sellout. You're just about the money, not the art. And now that idea doesn't exist anymore because it's just about get whatever bag you can. No one cares. But like, I just got to tell you, I find the Snoop thing. He's in the Hall of Fame. They just did a collab with him. He just got a bag from them. It seems like yesterday. It was yesterday. Like it was like October with or November with the Undertaker, and in December he's on AEW. I gotta find. I gotta ask some questions. I want to ask questions and find out what happened because like that it to me seems extra. Anyways, let's hear. Let's go back to Dip's favorite show, Ding Dong Hello. Great the usage of the door. Welcome. Congratulations. What an honor it is for you to be on my show. Let me just close that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Actually, now, did you see the welcome mat? Yeah. There's a welcome mat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. It's a blue welcome mat, though, over a blue mat in the ring. No, there's an actual, when she opens the door, no, there's an actual welcome mat on the other side. You no, know I'm just going to stand. Oh, on the other side. You know, when I yeah. win the Royal Rumble match, I'm probably going to be in the match for like 60 minutes, so let me just get my legs already. Okay. Anyways, uh, Bianca, look, I want to congratulate you on your WWE Chronicle that's premiering on January 20th. Okay, so I don't need to hear the whole thing to know. Uh, it dips wrong. It dips wrong. Listen, I, I'm not going to be you. SGG. I'm not buying a Ding Dong Hello shirt, but this is right in the realm of a funny little gimmick to do a, a show. That advances a storyline and kills time in a way that's not entering action. And <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I am, I am actually with uh, SGG on this. I have no problem with Ding Dong Hello. Okay, sorry. That was Bianca Belair. That's how we went down this path. We are still in the Black Power rankings. Continue solid, on. Solid number two pick, and then in at number one, I'm gonna, I gotta go hurt business. Okay, um, even though okay, there's problems with the hurt business right now though, Dick. There's I mean, problems, but SGG. that but that storyline for me is paying off. I remember um weeks ago we had an argument about it and they, they were doing nothing. I was told, and even as Cedric Alexander was planting the seeds for some dissension. So just to see just to see it coming to the forefront, those problems, that dissension, and that leading to a bigger storyline. I think they got to go into number one because the match itself to boot was 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 good. I enjoyed the match. I am entertained. I would like the 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 hurt business to 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 go a direction. I'd like them to like really get powerful. You know, maybe they got to drain the swamp. If Cedric yeah. can't get in line, maybe they got to drain the swamp. But I want to see a moment for the hurt business, like a a dominant moment. And I and I, you guys know I'd also be open to more people joining the hurt business. Yeah, and and speaking of that too, there's something similar seems to be happening on uh on SmackDown with Apollo. You know, he almost made the Black Power rankings. Um, he he defeated Sami Zayn. He's going to get another shot at Big E. But I think the most intriguing thing is Apollo seems to be joining forces with uh with Roman, and um, that to me is Mage. 
It, it really is. And it was pointed out on social media. I saw somebody mention that Apollo is a god in Roman mythology. Ooh. So I don't know. I don't know how deep the writers at WWE are creative over there is getting with it. But I mean, there's some potential for this to be some good stuff if if aligning with uh, Roman gives Apollo like not really gives him these this godlike powers, but just unlocks some potential that we all knew was there behind the. Well, you, you saw what saw. it did for main event Jey Uso. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so we'll see how that goes. Apollo with Roman. Hey, guys, next week we will do some Royal Rumble talk. Maybe we'll do a re- watch a retro rumble or something. That could be fun. What do you think? I, I would I'll be down for that. But which I'm always down to do? watch a rumble. I have a rumble hot take too. that just that that might get me kicked off the show before we go off the air because the anniversary popped. The anniversary was recently. Go ahead. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble 92. You think it's overrated? I I do I do, and here's why. I think what makes it memorable is not Ric Flair's performance, because I mean he spends a lot of it in the corner, ducked out, and just you know ducking the smoke, which is smart. That's how you go. From, and it's Ric Flair. I mean, he's the yeah. That's that's how you go sixty minutes. Like you can't go full throttle for sixty minutes. No. But I think I think what makes it and what what puts it up there as an elite level rumble for me is Heenan on commentary, the final moments, and then the flair promo at the end. So what's I the problem? The problem is that like it gets hailed as like uh like a sixty minute Iron Man marathon. Well, no, the problem I know I know the problem. You probably saw the same tweet that I saw from Dave Schilling that said this is the greatest wrestling match of all time. And you were like, that's crazy. Admit it, you saw that tweet, didn't you? I did. I did not see that tweet, but that is crazy. It is crazy, is, and I, and I saw I saw him tweet that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, it's not. It's not a great rumble for me, especially when like, and it's it's just a sign of the times too, because the pacing of those early rumbles wasn't going to be what it is today. You know no, I mean? it's not. Listen, the ma- it's a great cast of characters, right? It's a yes. it's an iconic thirty people. So to watch it now. There are people in there that you're like, yo, look who's in the ring together, my lord! But no, it's, it's a not, who's too for sure. It's a, it's one but of I, it, it's one of the great, it's one of the greatest groups of all time. Now, in the early 2000s, there are some that are sick as well that you can't believe who's in there as well. But 92, it's to me, it's not about it being a perfect match. But you just said it all. Use the high, Heenan on commentary. The Heenan on commentary yeah, that, is gold. That's part of the match. Is, that that it's that cements it for sure. But when people start talking about like Flair's in ring performance, I'm about to say something profound, SGG, because of you. You took me there, as you were about to knock Flair's performance being legendary. I'm glad I cut you off. Um, <laughs> I think com- people got the point. Commentary is more important on Royal Rumble matches than any other match. Yes, because the wrestling is bullish. Yes, the wrestling it- is crap. For it, the most it, part, it has it's, to be. It, it has to be crap. It doesn't make sense. It's a full ring. It's hold spots. It's resting. It's mm-hmm. making room. Then someone shows up, hits all their moves, and we move on. It's not yeah. a real wrestling match. So as a result, who is telling the story on commentary? Get me on. If they put me yeah. on the Royal Rumble commentary this Sunday, uh, in a week from Sunday, it's a different match. Yeah, completely. And, and, it's, it's it's automatically elevated, and I'll I'll even help him home your point because the reason, like you said, it's because the Royal Rumble match is not a real match, and the Royal Rumble match is the one match that is the most storyline driven, 
and you need commentary to tell those stories. It's about telling all the different stories to make it interesting. It's not about the wrestling. The only time the commentary doesn't matter is when you get finally down to the final three or four. Yep. Then it's a wrestling match. Up until then, it is not a wrestling match. It's a, it's really awesome pop. By the way, it may be my favorite match of the year. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the hell Same. out of it. No, for real. And by the Easily. way, I would consider us rewatching last year's leading into this year's because I loved last year. Loved it. Yeah, we watched it together last year, and it was like it, it's, know, the MVP it, return, the it's, edge um, return. Um, it's under. Oh wait, that you know what you know what happened that day. What? I believe that was the day you tried to kill Bear. No, that was the day leading up to the hot dog chicken. I believe it was. I believe <laughs> that was the day the chicken fell. The day the chicken <laughs> fell. Um, oh. But yeah, I, 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 I it's like. I, I, <laughs> Last year's match almost got like overshadowed. The pandemic happened, and then you had the produced matches at WrestleMania. In terms of normal wrestling, I would argue the last greatest moment in WWE was last year's Royal Rumble. I thought that was a phenomenal night. Like that was a really yeah. fun moment. Yeah, and these these more recent Rumbles have all I think been really good. They're not the classics, and so us saying that would sound like a bit of recency bias. But yeah, through, just from 80s to now the Royal Rumble consistently delivers no it's like been a good solid, they're, they're a solid fun match I've been watching the 2010s ones uh recently there you know there are some that aren't as thrilling I mean you know and then this is where I would get into an argument about Cena's greatness Cena's existence at times to me was sucked air out of things like this yeah it was a black hole because you just knew like Cena's there. We're getting the same spots. We're getting like it just it it it, it sort of felt like you knew exactly where you're going. Um and I don't mean that as a diss to, to John himself personally. It's just about the booking of Cena. Super Cena got annoying. And in that era, there was a lot of predictability. Um this year I have no idea really what to expect from the Royal Rumble. Um and I wish they came up with a system for entrance. I'm declaring myself. I mean, how about I declare myself for the Royal Rumble? Matter of fact, I might do that. <laughs> you you might have to face AJ on Monday. <laughs> uh, well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Hey, what if I fine. tell him I'm booked solid Monday? Sorry, I can only do it when I get down there. <laughs> you know, then I guess you're in. They, they, they have uh, no choice. Rosenberg beats at gmail.com at stack guy Greg at Rosenberg Radio at the Dipperstein on your uh, he's on Instagram has a new beautiful profile pic. I, I didn't even mention it to him. It's very exciting news. Um, Everyone reach out, keep the ideas and the love coming. We appreciate it. Rate, support the podcast. Now the ratings and subscriptions more important than ever as we figure out what's next for GP. But SGG, do me a favor. Uh, as we get ready for next week's pre-Royal Rumble podcast, uh, stay mage. And take it easy, man. It's professional wrestling. Wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 -m